If you are able, please stand with me for the reading of the word, of God's word. Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and mother so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. This is the word of God. Praise be to God. In case you don't remember, prior to the commandments being given, the Israelites were living in slavery under the rule of Pharaoh. In Exodus chapter 3, God appears to Moses and he says that he has come down to rescue them and bring them to the land that he promised to Abram in Genesis chapter 12, where God said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you bless you and make you a blessing. So the exodus is not only an exit from slavery, it is a reestablishing of the Israelites with this new covenant and gaining entrance into the promised land as a nation. So how does this relate to us honoring our parents? God has freed the Israelites from slavery and led them out of Egypt to be their own nation as he promised. It is not that he gives the law And if they obey wholly and perfectly, then God will deliver them. He instead saves a people, and in doing so, he says, I am the God who has freed you from the land of slavery. Here then is the covenant I, God, impose. Here is what it looks like to be my people, how you should live loving me and others. God is delivering his people to make them into a nation that is to be a blessing to the world, a light on a hill, representing God to the world. The commandments are given and grounded in the Israelites' redemption from slavery and God as their redeemer. The Ten Commandments are grounded in the work of God in Exodus, in the Exodus. When he rescued his people from slavery in Egypt, in other words, as Christ's redeemed people, we live in a redeemed way through our love for God and our neighbor both vertically and horizontally. In Exodus 20, 12, we are able to see that honoring our parents is more than, a chi- more than children doing what their parents say. It is about the way we are called to love our neighbor, reflecting the relationship with our Lord and Savior and representing his love to the world. Before we jump into application for children, real quick, Because parents have more than an important role in helping children fulfill the fifth commandment, let's talk about it. Obviously, the most often it is most often natural for parents to fulfill their children's needs of being fed, clothed, and housed. And maybe even your parents have said to you as a kid or even as an adult, I fed you, I clothed you, I put a roof over your head. Isn't that enough? And the answer is no, that wasn't enough. Our parents are one of the few relationships in our lives that we will see through to death. One of the only relationships where the role and the people in that role will not change. We will always have them whether they were present in our lives or not, whether they were good or whether they were bad. This role is given by God and it is no light thing. Parents hold this heavy role in their part of God's kingdom. It is all the more important in a fallen world. While this command is given to children, it is implied that parents would not only love their children in the natural way of making sure that they're clothed, fed, and housed, but as God's people, they would be raising their children in the same way that God has called them to live, following the commandments themselves. Deuteronomy chapter 4 says, Hear Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And love the Lord your God with all your heart 
and with all your soul and with all your strength. And let these words which I command you today be in your heart and teach them to your children and speak of them as you sit in your house, as you walk along the road, and as you lie down and as you rise. Unfortunately, because we live in a broken and fallen world, this is not the case for many children. In order for children to learn, they must honor their parents. They must be raised to respect what parents say and teach. So as a believing father or mother, your responsibility is first and foremost to teach children to love God, to lay such a foundation in the consciousness of children so that commandments will occupy the, the most important place in their decisions. Then children will be well positioned to fear and honor God, to love his word and honor you as their parents. But what is honoring? Honor in Hebrew refers to deference. When you defer to someone, you defer to them because they have a better knowledge, greater authority, or more experience. Because of these things, you defer to them instead of yourself. You respect them because of their role. You are often naturally inclined to count these people more significant than yourself. You show honor, as Paul mentions in Romans, to whom honor is due. So as God has created the role of father and mother to raise a child in the way of the Lord, parents not only point to the Lord, but they are the first representation of him to their children. So how do we honor our parents? I think that there are three phases in our lives that we can think through as to how to honor our parents. The first one is when we are under our parents' roof, when we are out of our parents' roof, and thirdly, when they come under our roof. The first one is when we are under our parents' roof. The second one is when we are out of our parents' roof. And the third one is when our parents come under our roof. The applications of these are much like the Ten Commandments. They are not exhaustive for every situation and circumstance, but they require continual reflection to live and grow as God's redeemed nation who represents him and his love. The first phase of our lives that we can apply this command is when we are under our parents' roof. When we are under our parents' roof. Simply put, children can fulfill the fifth command as Ephesians 6 instructs. Children, obey your parents in the Lord because this is right. It is not exhaustive, but honoring your father and mother as a child in the home mostly means obeying, except for in the cases of sin. And that's all that I have for that phase. But how do we honor our parents when we are adult children? As most of us, I don't think there's a single child in here, except for the little one. Um, how do we honor them as adult children? It is just as important when we are no longer under our parents' roof. When we are out of our parents' roof, the second point, when we are out of our parents' roof and under our own, we do not become exempt from this fifth commandment by leaving their home. We still owe them the honor and the respect that God commands us. And hopefully... We are able to give more honor because we ought to have grown and, and matured in the Lord. Some healthy examples that I've got here of what this may look like could be controlling your tongue. Matthew 15 shows that God cares about how we speak to our parents and about them. We care for those who care for us. We very practically repay our parents for the care that they showed us when we were children. So speak words of encouragement to your parents. Let not your heart be bitter 
brother and sister, towards your father and mother. Let, um, refrain from speaking poorly to them and even about them. It will set your body ablaze like a forest fire if you do not control it. Do not grumble or fight. Instead, choose words that show you love them. Words that show you trust them in their role as a parent in your life. Another example can be supporting and serving your parents practically. My mom sent the other day, I think it was last week, in our family chat, it was a TikTok, TikTok of a man FaceTiming his mother. And uh, his mother asked him to come over and clean the gutters or something small like that. And he literally froze and he covered his eyes like this and his mom became frustrated and she said, whatever his name was, oh man, this, this darn phone, it's not working, it's frozen. And then his daughter, her granddaughter, walked behind him as he was still standing still and she realized that it wasn't her phone but it was her son that was choosing not to move and he was ignoring her. Do not ignore your parents or their needs, okay? As adults, we can think we no longer need our parents and they no longer need us. How many of us, when our parents need something or even they request a call or a text, it's not that we cannot do it. It's that we just don't want to. We don't find our parents worth it. We don't feel like giving them the honor we are commanded to give. I'm not saying don't have boundaries with your parents. But we can honor our parents by helping and engaging with them in things that may seem meaningless to us. Here are some quick bullet points of ways that as an adult child, I ponder and that I find helpful to honor my parents in. I call them. I write them. I check in on them. I stop by if they are in town. I stop by if I am in town of theirs. I go and visit more. Uh, give simple updates about my life, even asking them as unbelieving parents in my life for advice. This shows that they are still not only worthy of being listened to, but that they are desired to be heard. Encourage them in their life, and if they have one, their faith. Even if you do not agree with them or they do, don't agree with you, if they give you worldly advice, you yourself ought to be standing firm enough in the gospel to not be swayed or hurt by what they say or what they don't say. Real quick, what if your parents are, for lack of better words, not worthy of honoring? They didn't care for you. They didn't meet your needs. What if they were more like enemies? Jesus tells us in Matthew 5 to love and pray for our enemies. And at minimum, brother and sister, we can do that. More than likely, your parents are somewhere on the spectrum of great parents or enemies. And I pray that the Lord gives us wisdom how to seek or how to relate to our parents in this way. And at some unknown time in our lives, for each of us, there will begin a change in our relationship for our parents, where we are no longer being cared for or looked after by our parents, to caring for our parents. And that is when our parents may come under our roof, when our parents come under our roof, the third point. There is not a specific time for when this begins, but we must discern and be diligent in honoring and loving our parents it may not be that they ever to need actually to actually come under our roof. They may be healthy and independent until their death. Though heavily consider the ways you can love your father and mother unconditionally as the Lord our God has unconditionally loved us.
there was a story of a man decided that his father was already old and becoming a burden. He took him and handed his father to a nursing home. When he returned, his little son asked him, Dad, tell me where the nursing home is. Do you want to visit your grandfather, his dad asked. His son replied, No, I want to know where to take you when you get old. When the father heard this, it brought tears to his eyes, and he went back and got his father. While in America, it is often our custom to take our parents to a nice complex for people who are similar in age and a similar season of life when they get older, it is counter to many cultures throughout the world. And I ponder myself if this tradition has any place in our culture as a people who belong to God. So I ask, please, Reflect upon the honor and love you have for your parents before this phase comes, in whatever phase you may be in. Consider in your own heart and in your own convictions the fifth command to honor your parents. So how does the promise in Exodus 20.12 apply to us? Honor your father and mother so that you may have a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. When the commands were given, the land promise still referred to things far off in the future. As great as the work of God in the Exodus was, it was only a pointer to a greater work of rescuing and redemption to come. Hebrews 4.8 tells us that the rest which God's people enjoyed when Joshua led them into the promised land pointed to a greater rest. And in Hebrews 10, the author tells us that the law was only a shadow of the good things to come and not the reality itself of those things. It could and can never perfect anyone. God intended both Israel's redemption from slavery and the law covenant itself to be incomplete and insufficient. They were pointing to a greater work of redemption yet to come. We know the insufficiency of the law as the Israelites were unable and unwilling to love God and their neighbors. They needed a greater redemption through a greater redeemer than Joshua or Moses. This greater redemption is exactly what Paul points us to in Galatians 5. Through Christ, we have been set free from our deepest slavery. Christ redeemed us not only from our physical slavery, but from the slavery to sin to which all were born. As a result of this redemption, we are now free to truly love God and our neighbor the way the law commands us. In Galatians 4, we see that in Christ, we have received a spirit of adoption. It is not, brothers and sisters, if you obey your parents, then you will live long in the land. Rather, this is what the gospel gives. God obeys on our behalf and secures us as his sons and daughters. He gives us eternal life in his land. He secures it all based on his obedience. And he cares for us like a father should because he's the standard of fatherly care. So let us ask ourselves, how do we seek to honor our father and mother as a reflection of our relationship with God and his love? Go ahead and pray with me.